Okay, perfect. Let's get started. So everyone, welcome to episode 52 of the Danso Pitch Podcast. My name is Charles Danso. For those that don't know, I am one of the co-hosts for the Danso Pitch, as well as the Chief Executive Officer for Danso Solutions, which is our main entity of the Danso Pitch. I'm also joined by my co-host, my recurring co-host, uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Daniel Goodman. How are you doing today? I'm feeling excellent, man. It's Friday afternoon. Weekend is here, man. Getting nice little sunlight today, you know, fall season. It's a very exciting time, man. Happy it's, to be here. It's an exciting time. It's fall. So for those I know that maybe going back to school, I know it sucks, but it will eventually finish. So just do what you got to do. For, for us finishing up work for the year, it's been a tough year, but let's keep sledding. Let's keep going. We're here to at least alleviate some of that pain that we deal in the nine to five workforce by giving you guys the knowledge that you guys need on your day-to-day stuff outside of just work. So moving right along into that, today's episode will consist of how to legally use songs in your podcast. A lot of people now are starting podcasts. A lot of individuals have started podcasts in various aspects in the business world, as well as in your crafts. You have Some people have podcasts on how to cook. Some people have podcasts on how to legalize marijuana all these things are out there for those to start podcasts some people have sports podcasts some people have women empowerment podcasts Uh, kudos to that so all these things we love but the one thing that sometimes gets overlooked and myself and daniel also can attest to it is using music when you don't get the okay from the owner how does that affect you as someone that is able to use music? Now, music consists of not just words, but also instrumentals. We'll get a little bit more into that as we progress through the podcast. But I want to start off this episode by exclusively explaining exactly how we're going to detail this episode and move right into what copyright infringement would mean. Ooh, so this, man. Yeah, exactly. So in this episode, what we're going to discuss is How are music rights owned? Can you use older music without the owner's permission? What are independent music creators? Steps to get permission to use a piece of someone's music, how to credit people in their music, and mistakes podcasters tend to make when using someone else's music. We'll get into all of that. But let's move right along and transition into how music rights are owned. So music rights are owned. And for the podcasters out there, whether you are a podcaster or you may know somebody that may be starting a podcast, I think this is valuable information that they would be definitely interested in learning more about. So please subscribe, follow us, comment on today's episode. This is exclusively available, excuse me, on YouTube, Spotify, as well as Apple and SoundCloud at the Danso Pitch. So how are music rights owned? Unless you're performing music yourself, using someone else's music without their consent exposes yourself to copyright infringement. Copyright infringement is when somebody legally protects their literary works, that could be music, that could be written works. And if you're someone that uses that without their consent, you're able, you're liable to open yourself to heavy penalties and fines as well as significant fines of upwards of thousands, even as much as 10 to 50,000, depending on how much 
how expensive that song is. So some artists like maybe Drake, this and that, maybe if you're using their music without their consent, you're liable to expose yourself to heavy fines and penalties. So instead of you going through the whole court cases, I think what we want to do is kind of break down for you. I'm going to have my, my, my partner, Daniel, explain to you guys a little bit of what a composition is within a song breakdown. So Daniel, if you may, can you please explain to the audience what composition is? Yeah, sure. So first off in, in a song, there's normally two aspects of a song when it comes to copyright. So there's the actual composition of the, the song itself, which has, we'll say, the background of the, you know, how the beat is formed and, you know, how the, the music flows and the lyrics. And it encompasses kind of the, the, the elements of the song that you listen to. Then there's a the recording aspect, which is the actual recording of the song. So let's say it's in a studio format, that element and that quality of the sound recording in the studio is the recording piece, but the actual artists themselves recording within the studio and using the, the music and their lyrics is the composition. So a little bit of a there's, a, there's a slight delineation between the two, but it's important to realize it because mm -hmm. when it comes to copyright and music, usually both aspects are owned by the songwriter, but not in all cases, because you can have the composition of the song that's owned by the songwriter, but then the actual recording is owned by another entity. Let's say they went and, you know, had, um, you know, they're part of a record label or something like that. And that, that record label is, is the one that actually owns the recording of the song. And the yeah. songwriter just has the composition piece. So when it comes to understanding, okay, copyright infringements and getting these permissions, it's really important to note that it's not only the songwriter that you have to go to to get this permission. It's also figuring out who is, you know, who actually owns the, the recording piece of the music and getting permission from both parties. Because, um, you know, nine times out of 10, it's, it, that's really going to be the gray area of when you're using these songs for podcasts, you know, because we, you know, podcasters do it. It's, it's, it's a common thing. You always have like a little 10 second intro for certain songs, but you know, that element is, is key because as Charles said, you know, if, if, yeah. if it gets to a point where, you know, you, you are uh, in a position where you could be liable um, for copyright infringement, um, that recording piece, you may have gotten permission from the songwriter for the composition piece, but the recording piece that's the part that they could get you on if you're not careful and understanding. Yeah, and, and, and kind of breaking down what Daniel is saying, apologies for that technical issue. I think something froze up a little bit, but yeah, going into what Daniel was saying, what we want to kind of just discuss in terms of that is like he mentioned, a lot of times artists have music. Some of your favorite artists can be Drake, can be Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Wizkid. These are all artists that we know and love. Even you can go as far as back as ACDC, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana. These are all people that other, they're people that pat, they passed away and now their children or their children's children basically own the rights if they had their masters, which is basically owning the actual physical recording of the actual song recorded. Or 
if the person never owns their masters, which a lot of artists, probably like I would say 60 to 70% of the music business, not even just hip hop, just in a general sense, is owned by labels. So you have to go through a lot of hurdles to even get the okay, just to even record 10 seconds of that song, the lyric beat into your podcast. Now, there are different types of payments that you have to kind of deal with. Some could be expensive, some may not be. But we're going to explain all of that as we kind of move along in this episode. But as Daniel mentioned, you there's two pieces that you have to be aware of, which is the composition, which is the work of the songwriter, and the recording, which is the actual individual. Let's say they had this, whatever the person is under, if it's Universal, if it's Sony, if it's all these type of labels that you've heard, um, so many of them. So again, moving into that, it can be challenging, especially for older songs. We, ha I had a question that uh, one person that asked me before, just a discussion I was having with somebody else interested in learning about their podcast. And then they were like, Charles, I heard you play this song. It was an older song. Is there something that you had to get the okay for? And I told him that, yes, I did. I actually had to pay $100. Now, this was a song that I used. It was like an old African song. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. But there's challenges that are associated with dealing with an older song. Sometimes you can use it, but you have to go back decades, which is almost close to 100 years, almost a century, before you can actually use an older song without having to get the okay from the artist or the label. Because of the fact that now, for the modern years, since 1978, anything that was created after 1978 is, is in a copyright, is the life of the author plus 70 years. So that basically means that once the author actually outlives his, his or her life, plus an additional 70 years is how valid <laughs> the copyright is for. So a long time, man. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> for those individuals out there, again, and a lot of people may ask themselves that, hey, I'm not really as big time. I may not, you know, necessarily, you know, need to get the okay. And that's not necessarily true because end of the day, even if you're somebody that you may not have such a huge following, eventually you may get that. And not even so, there, uh, a lot of these labels and individuals are still going to be following up because you have to go through various channels. You have to upload your video on YouTube, don't you? That's copyrighted, protected through the artists and their labels. You have to go through Spotify. You have to go through Apple. You have to go Google Podcasts. You have to go through these various channels that these labels have ensured that their work, their artists that they manage, the music that they produce, before you can even use it, even if it's one second of it, you have to get the okay from them. And to get the okay, first you have to write a letter to the individual, not necessarily the label, because obviously you're not going to know the CEO, but as a representative mm -hmm. of the label who's going to give you the okay, plus a fee. Everything is money now, ladies and gentlemen. But what we're here to, to detail for you, and as I continue this episode, is that there are ways to use music. If you want to use music from artists that already are out there, fine. But there's other ways that you can actually utilize music into your podcast without having to actually go through those channels as we previously had mentioned. So, And, and, I, and I just want to touch on what you said earlier, Charles, about, yeah, your podcast and your platform may not be big time now. You may not have a huge following now. You may use a song or two for an episode and an episode gets maybe like 
hundred views or something. Yeah, sure. You're not really making thousands of dollars off of that uh, particular episode or even the group of episodes that you do going forward. But let's say two, three years down the road, you start to monetize and actually get some huge following and get those numbers up there. That's where the liability can really come into place because yeah, you may not, it may not affect you today, but let's say you do that one episode and you're already at a good position and then you get hit with the lawsuit. When you're in that courtroom, it's the, the statutory damage is not going to really look at the longevity of you using the, the copyrighted material and not getting any money. It's that one instance that you did it and everything that you've done up until then is just going to be seen as a gradual increase in your money. It's not like, okay, now this one podcast dropped, it got 5,000. They're just attacking me now because I'm making money off of it. No, it's because of the gradual following. That's how they're going to look at it. They're going to look at it as from episode one to episode 50, mm-hmm. you've made this amount of money in this time frame, and this is the amount that you could be liable to pay for in terms of statutory damages. So just reflecting on that, it's not going to be something where, oh, okay, I made money off this one podcast, so they're just going to, you know, I made five grand off of this. They're just going to, no, they're going to look at everything holistically. And that is what is going to kind of be ensued upon you when it comes to, you know, those court cases. So just keep that in mind. It's not about where you're starting and using this tech and, and being mindful of this. Mm-hmm. It's where you end up, right? So yeah, looking yeah. at it five years from now, 10 years from now, you, you don't want to put yourself in a position where, just because you weren't knowledgeable in the beginning stages where it doesn't really affect you because, you know, when you're starting out, there's not a huge following. So there's no real, it, there's no real concern in that aspect, but yeah. right. But as you get bigger and as Charles said, you upload this to YouTube and the streaming services that uh, these record labels have a lot of influence on. That's where it's going to start to hit your pockets because when, as they say, man, the, you know, the higher the levels, the higher the devils. So yeah. you got to be careful with, with, with this from the get go so that it just doesn't affect you in the long run. Exactly. And he mentioned that it's something that's done over a duration, because, again, nine out of 10 times, if you are using a song or a song or an artist music, so to speak, for the one time, you're going to do it many times. And as the law has shown us through the history they wait till when you make it big and when everything is a collective is that when they get you. It's not the first time. It's over a period of time. So that's just opening yourself up to to losing more money, putting yourself through legal trouble, and most importantly, putting your business, the content that you're putting out there in harm's way, because now you have to go through the legal aspects and where the judge may rule that you have to remove the content altogether because you have the music in there or whatever the case is. And you're going against corporations who have dollars upon dollars upon dollars upon dollars that even long after you and me will still have money. So that's that's kind of a big value you're going against. So just protect yourself, better protect yourself before that even happens. Also, what we want to uh, transition into is independent music creators. How does that affect you? So what does that mean? Independent artists. Is that the same as being protected as somebody that's through an artist through a label? No, but there are also 
and kind of hurdles you kind of have to go through with independent artists as well. And I'll kind of want to explain that for you. So if you have a pen and paper or you're listening and you're interested in what we're discussing, please continue to listen or watch. People that give the okay to use their music are referred to as creative commons. Creative commons is when somebody gives you the okay, and this could be an independent artist. This could be, hey, maybe your neighborhood artist. Maybe you like the song that they, they kind of put together. You're like, hey, can I use this? This is what they call creative commons, which is free distribution of copyrighted music, but there's a license granted with limitations. And I'm going to explain to you, audience, what exactly that means. So, as I mentioned, work you create must also be for creative commons or for non-commercial use. So what does non-commercial use mean? Non-commercial use means, audience, is if you're using it just like kind of just going to something that's not outside of the scope of a distribution, so you're not putting it through these various channels we mentioned of YouTube, Apple, Spotify, you don't have any marketing dollars tied to them. You're not, you're not promoting this out there to the masses on social media. This is just something you're just doing just amongst yourself, maybe your friends or something. But that makes you very hard and limited because if you are getting into a podcast, you want to grow your audience because you want to get the message out there to the masses. So nine out of 10 times, that ain't going to work for you. So what is the alternative to that? as using a, a, a common creative. So basically what you have to do is this. You have to actually write out a licensing agreement, a licensing agreement, and then the person has to sign off on that, giving you the okay, number one. Number two, what is the dollar amount that's tied to that? Sometimes an independent artist may ask you for a one-time fee and they may be like, hey, you can use this as much as you want. Just pay me X amount of dollars. Now I can't give you a realistic number. Sometimes it could be a hundred dollars. Sometimes it could be five hundred dollars. Imagine it matters how big the artist is. A lot of artists now, even popular ones, are becoming independent artists. A lot of independent labels are starting to come out as well. So that's very important to know for the audience out there. It's just really paying attention as to who you want to go to and understanding what they may ask of it, even if someone is not protected necessarily by the big, the big way corporations. Your thoughts on that, Daniel? Yeah, and it's good to point that out too, because you may have a friend or a friend of a friend who's an independent artist. They're upcoming, you know, they're making their music. And it's still important to make sure that you get that permission to use their song in, a, in an intro. Let's say, you know, you got a guy or, or a girl or, you know, man, woman, who's an upcoming artist, they're doing their thing. They just dropped a song. And there, you know, there is some kind of like an agreement, like, hey, I got a podcast. It'd be nice to have, you know, your, your song as an intro, gets you exposure, gets me exposure, everybody wins. That conversation and that confirmation, because assuming the artist has already copyrighted their song, that conversation is very key because you want to have the understanding in the beginning of, okay, I can use this person's song because I have the permission versus regardless of if they're big time or not, because, and, and, and to be honest, as, as crazy as it may sound, the independent artists and the ones that you use those songs, those in, in the short term, those are the ones that you may likely face some issues versus the long-term big ones. Because if you're using a song that, like if I use a Drake song that, you know, 
I have a few couple of uh, podcasts that, you know, a couple episodes here and there. The record label and, and I mean, first off, Drake don't care. The record label is going to not really get that awareness of us using the, the, the song in a podcast until the podcast is big. But the independent artist who is probably following you on Instagram and is probably seeing the, the trends that, that's occurring, those independent artists that are kind of trying to get a name for themselves as well, they might be an issue that, hey, I don't really like that you use my song for this particular one. You know, we did it for this episode, but I didn't really want to. Feel- you just never know what could happen in these instances. So with the independent artists, it's just being aware of the fact that the accessibility is it, it's more accessible in terms of an infringement on that end because record labels, I mean, they're big time, right? So they're not gonna come to you and attack you until you're more under their radar versus while you're still up and coming, you still have those independent artists who are within the realm of, okay, I see that you're doing this, you use my music, I didn't give you permission, we have an issue. Yeah, and as he mentioned, a lot of the big wig corporations, like I mentioned, like maybe what art, where Drake may be under, they already have laws in place established that if you are using a music of an artist without their consent and the label catches wind of that because you're going through all these streaming platforms, maybe you're posting it to these social media sites without having the written or proven consent from them, they already have the laws in place and they already have the legal team behind them to directly just sue you or t- you know, take you to court for it, so to speak. A lot of independent artists, they're, you remember audience, they're also trying to get, they're trying to break ground themselves because they're independent. People don't really may not know them. Or if they do know them, they're trying to start up their own thing where they have to put in a lot of their own dollars into it. They don't have corporation dollars from 10, 20 years back. They're using their own money that they're making from a little bit of shows they're doing here and there. And you have more of an interpersonal relationship, as Daniel mentioned. So nine out of 10 times is they're going to be more direct with you in the sense that if they are giving you the okay for this, they're, they're going to have to see a lot of more. You give up more dollars up front as opposed to on the back end where, let's say, you do record it and then maybe you make some you make money down the line. And then, hey, Sony sues you like 10 years down the line, but you already made like hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're like, all right, fuck it. I could take the. I could take the L with independent artists. That's that's you're more liable to expose yourself early on, as you mentioned. So how how is how can you do this without having to go through all these hurdles? I know the audience that's been listening and be like, damn, I mean, Daniel and Charles have been explaining this, but I really don't want to go through that. I got to build write a licensing agreement. I got to get all these people to sign it. I got to reach out to Joe Schmo to get this approved. <laughs> like, how, how can I just get music without having gone through all these hurdles? There are multiple ways to do this, which I'll explain in a little bit. The first one is called Royalty Free Music Library. You can actually Google this and actually see this. This could be the first or second one that you see when you hit Google. So what this is, is a one-time fee for for the use of music that can range from 5 to $6. And some of them are upwards of $100. So all you do is pay a one-time fee and you can have a beat. And then you can use that throughout your whole podcast that you record or do throughout the duration that you're that you're in business, so to speak. That's what I eventually had transitioned into. I just paid my five dollars. I went about my business because I didn't want to go through those hurdles while we were recording our own podcast. And I was like, 
yeah, I'm not really trying to reach out to Universal just to get a Drake approval. I mean, that's mad work. That could take months <laughs> just to even hear back from somebody. So I was like, let me just pay the royalty free. And then I go about my business. Another alternative that you can do audiences, you can use pod safe music. All you have to do is pay a membership fee. A membership fee is like $50 to $100 is an annual fee. And then once you're a member, you can use any music that they have, any beat, any type of music that they have in that specific site or sites that are there. Those are pod safe music and royalty free music library. Those are the two options outside of you having to reach out to the big corporations or the independent artists directly to get the music or beat that you wanted. Daniel, your thoughts? Yeah, that, those are great options in terms of how it's membership-based and one-time fee-based. Because when you think about how if you're trying to get rights for one particular song, one particular, let's say it's it's part of an album or whatever, you may pay that one-time fee for just that one song and then you'll have to pay another fee for another song, right? So, and they can charge, let's say, reach out to Universal, they may charge like some, out, some outrageous price, like $50 to use 10 seconds of a song, but then you have to pay another $50 or another 10 seconds of a different song. So instead of that, it's just a better alternative to pay a one-time fee of you know five to 10, maybe, hey, $100 annual subscription to this platform where you can select different songs for different purposes or different beats, and you can just play throughout your podcast however you want to do it, and that way you're protected uh, as opposed to kind of going through this hurdle of sending emails and following up and doing all of this just to you know get that 10 to 15 seconds exposure of the song. So I think it's a great alternative to provide. Yeah. And so as we've kind of provided that for you, but if you're still like, I must have Beyonce on my podcast, I must have Drake on my podcast, I must have Jay-Z. Okay, fine. Then what we're going to do right now is actually go through the steps as to how you can actually use these artists' music on your podcast. What you have to do first is research who actually controls the rights. Now, remember, as we mentioned, Sometimes you have different producers, you have different artists that are on one song you, and they have rights to that song. So you have to first research who are the specific individuals that actually own the song. The next thing is you have to actually go and ask for permission. Remember, you have to have a licensing agreement. Now, if you don't know what a licensing agreement go, looks like, you can reach out to Rocket Lawyer, you can reach out to LegalZoom, all these other, if you know an attorney, they can write it up for you. If, if your girl, your, your sister, your dad, whoever is an attorney, your coworker, there's an attorney on the side, I don't know, reach out to them. They'll draw you up a license agreement. If you do it online, the license agreement is like seven to $14. I think you guys should have enough money to do that. I mean, it's a one-time thing. You could just copy, recopy and reuse it for any of the music that you want or have somebody do it for you that you may know. So once you do that, you have to actually research their HR department. So you have to research if it's universal, look at the HR email, you send it to that individual explaining why you want to use this song and you have the licensing agreement as proof of that and, and ask for the fee, whatever fee that they ask or come back with, then that's what you have to pay to use it. Next thing you have to utilize and research as well is the division who collects the money for which, for which provides the rights to their music. 
Now, what does the division basically mean? That means that, and I'm going to explain that in a little bit, there's three divisions that you have to know in any type of music owned by these corporations or to some extent even independent artists. Now, also what you have to know is the publisher who collects the money for the rights to use the composition and embodying that into the podcast work. So what does that mean? That means that who is the person that actually published the song and is the collector of the money. Now, Jay-Z may not necessarily be the collector of Big Pimpin'. Maybe it may have to go through whoever they were signed to. It could be Dame Dash. You never know. My point is, <laughs> you have to know who actually is going to be collecting the money directly, and you have to also get the okay from them before you can even use the song. Now, to play it as a stream, that's a performance right. So what does that mean? That means that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, remember Daniel and myself mentioned that earlier. You have to know who to reach out to to play it as a stream as well. Now, they consider this. These three corporations in particular consider that a performance right. So you have to actually confirm with these individuals, which are known as ASCAP, which is the American Society of Composers, BMI, which is the Broadcast Music Industry, and CSAC, I believe that's how you say it, or CSAC, my apologies. Those are the three that you have to reach out to to also look at how it works with their streaming rights, what each one is protected by. Now you can look up Spotify, which publishing or which stream company is the one that they have to play, distribute the music to. Now, remember, when you go to Spotify, Apple, you hear Meek Mill new album, you hear Nicki Minaj new album. Spotify and Apple also have to pay to get that on their, their podcast or their uh, streaming services as well. It's not just, oh, Meek Mill's just going to upload it or Kanye just uploads it. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. upload it, but for them to upload it, Apple has to be like, they have to pay these three big wigs to say like, we, we're giving you the okay and they paid on the annual bees basis where this artist can upload it. Why do you usually think artists promote before their album comes out? Because the corporations also have to understand that this person is coming out a certain time and the corporations pay out the distributors and the distributors get it on their streaming platforms or whatever. Why do you think people went crazy when Kanye, they're saying Universal uploaded my album without my consent? They might have done that because they had to pay Apple and Spotify and all these other motherfuckers, they didn't have time for Kanye's <laughs> bullshit. They was like, look, you're going to get it out to us now because we got money. And these could be thousands and millions that they have to give up for these artists, not just Kanye, but multiple artists that they have. They have a yearly budget, so they're responsible for that. And that's very important. But that's kind of getting away from what we're discussing. So like I said, the above three that I just mentioned, that is ASCAP, BMI, and, and CSEC. They collect the publishing royalties, the performance royalties for the public performance of musical works as stipulated by the U.S. Copyright Act. They collect for broadcast. The good thing is companies have a negotiation in place to they, that they can use for their use. Like I mentioned, Daniel, right? I just explained to you. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all these streaming channels, platforms already have something in place where if BMI or CSAC or ASCAP comes to them that they have to pay a performance, they already have paid it out for the year. This is why usually 
when an album comes out on one on one platform, it usually comes out on another because this is a negotiation that Spotify, Apple, YouTube, whatever streaming service out there that these artists go to is they already have a payment in place with these big wigs where they're like, look, for you to get us, this is what we're paying you. So this artist can put it on our platform or whatever, where these people can listen to. So a lot of times it's a revolving door and I'm going to bring Daniel into that. What it means is you, the big corporation manages the publishing company who manages the artists who, and the artists has to go to the streaming service and the streaming service has to pay the big wig and it goes down like that. <laughs> so then that's, that's even before you get the okay to stream for your own podcast. <laughs> so yeah, it's, what do you think? <laughs> it's, it's such an appreciation of the cycle when from recording, producing to streaming and just exporting out to, you know, the mass audience. And you look at it from, and just outside of the what we're talking about with the podcast, but you just look at it from even in film, even in uh, movies, television, they use songs all the time. Mm-hmm. So you can just imagine the levels that of permission that not only studios need to go through, but also just, you know, everyone involved within producing the, the film or producing this you know this type of media so and and irregardless of the of who is kind of using the music for their own whether it's a podcast whether it's a video whether it's a show a skit this is universal right like this isn't no pun intended this is universal to every media outlet that you're trying to do where it involves someone else's music you know this is not just specifically tied to podcasting and audio and streaming this is in in any sense in any video even if it's a five second skit for like a school project Mm -hmm. even if you use that song if you use that drake song for a school project that's still falling in the category of all of these layers that you would have to go through in terms of permission. Now, granted, nobody's, you know, it's a school project, so nobody's coming after you, but it's still that sense of getting the permission. And a lot of times there's, there's, there's a little bit of a confusion of, if I give credit to the artist, and it's okay to use their material, and it's not really the case. You know, like you could give the, all the credit in the world, but if you didn't get that permission from the jump, if you didn't establish a license agreement, as Charles mentioned, it's not a good substitute. It's, it's not a valid substitute to say, hey, well, I didn't get Drake's permission to use this song from this Take Care album, but I credited him at the end. I said, you know, thanks, Drake. Um, you know, I do not own the rights. This is, you know, you know, on YouTube, you might see that copyright, you know, I do not own the rights, this, that, and the third whole paragraph giving credit to the artist. Yeah. And it's beautifully ways well written, um, but <laughs> I mean, it's not a substitute, right? Like it, if you didn't get permission from the artist, you could still, it could still, you know, come back to bite you. So it's important yeah. to realize that and note that, like, regardless of the, I mean, the credit, still do the credit, but the permission is paramount to 
any other, you know, after the fact things that you do to kind of cover your ass in a sense. So exactly. So yeah, and he, as he he's basically said everything that I would have said to that in terms of the credit aspect. A lot of times, and look, we 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 give you this information because this is stuff that we've went through as well when we were building this podcast in terms of using credit when we didn't realize that you put in credit on Instagram and Twitter and saying, oh, credit for this song, that does not give you the okay to, to use their music, the artist's music. It doesn't matter whether you credited them through a social media platform. The point is that if you yourself, whatever podcast that you have out there or whatever you, you and your partner have as a podcast, that business partner have as a podcast out there, you have to have a licensing agreement in place you have to pay a fee, a compensation fee to the publisher or whoever owns those rights to the music as a fee. Now, like I mentioned, there's different ways that you can associate yourself and still have music out there without necessarily having to go to an artist that's already established or somebody that's building the come up. You can just use music that is out there that people just create and then they don't have anything kind of protected where you just have to pay them. And then like we use the royalty as well as the membership. And then you just, you just go that way. But if you were, you're really hell bent on saying like, I want this artist, I want Drake, I want Beyonce. Just understand that the point is that whatever, whatever they own and whatever that their publishing company, whatever their big way company that represents them, that they're signed to, you have to get the okay. Crediting them does not give you an okay. And if you believe that, trust me, you're going to open yourself up to a lot of legal trouble. You may think, like I mentioned, just because you think they're not watching, they're watching. It's just that they haven't made their move yet. Understand that. It's like a lion watching his prey. The, 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 the deer or whoever's out there <laughs> or the zebra is thinking that it's by itself but there's somebody watching from afar and is ready to eat when the time is ready, when the time has come. So basically, what are we trying to say? Don't open yourself up to risk. Make sure you're aware. Make sure you're aware of your surroundings. Make sure that you understand that you just writing something and thinking that that gives you the okay does not matter. We live in a world where everything, why do, Daniel, why do we say get everything in writing? That is very important. People say that on purpose because you make sure that you have contractually everything done in writing so you don't open yourself up to legal trouble. That's what we're trying to tell you is, remember, if you are going to give credit, make sure that your credit is, can't, comes with a licensing agreement in place with the publisher or publishers, as well as the fee that was given if they asked of it. Maybe sometimes you may be lucky. Some people I've heard that they've, re they've reached out to ACDC for a song and then they just ask for like $100. Hey, sometimes you're lucky. Sometimes you're not, most times you're not. <laughs> but again, it's, there's different ways out there where we've provided through this episode that you can get music on your podcast without having to go through those hurdles. And if you are going through it, at least you're better prepared to understand what's to come or what's expected, so to speak. And kind of wrapping this up, there's one thing that I did also want to mention is 
just because you play 10 seconds of a song doesn't necessarily give you the okay to use that music because those 10 seconds could actually be the most important part that is more heavily protected than the whole song itself. So that's very important. So what am I, what are we trying to say? Just get licensed, get, get, get the okay, get, get it licensed, get the okay. So you don't have to open yourself up to trouble because you have beautiful content out there. So why do you want to give, want to give that information or want to give that potential money you can make from whatever you're doing to somebody else, especially somebody else that doesn't really need it. Let's think smarter. No. Yep. And, and just know that, um, you know, we, we live in a litigious society, you know, um, litigious. Oh, I like it. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> law, law is everywhere. There's a lawsuit every day happening. Right. Yeah. So, and, and just be mindful that that, especially when it comes to these big companies, as we mentioned earlier, they, they have a team of lawyers just ready. And I mean, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. A team of lawyers. Right. And even the independent artists, they may have a lawyer that's just ready for anything, you know? So these are just the things you don't want to open yourself up to because it can happen quick and it could happen, as Charles mentioned, like a zebra, just, you know, just dancing around in the field until the lion comes ready to eat. So just be mindful of that, that, and this is just saying that this isn't a legal conversation, but, you know, everything that you do in business, there has to be a paper trail that in the event, something you know as we say shit hits the fan you can protect yourself because you have the paperwork you have everything documented and you've done the steps that you needed to do so that in the event you know you can cover yourself and this is one of those examples of getting the permission for any streaming or any any media outlet you know we're talking specifically about podcasts but as i mentioned earlier this relates to tv skits this relates to if you're if you're a person who if you're in film if you're a director and you're directing a film using music for your film that this applies to that this applies to all of those media outlets so this is not just even if you're doing music and if you you know and, and this is you know this is very common you know if you're using even little aspects of a beat that come from a song that needs permission too right like ad libs or whatever so just be mindful of this this is a universal uh thing that we're trying to kind of bring awareness to it's not just specifically podcasting this is everything that is Mm -hmm. media related and you know yeah just i hope that uh this was beneficial to you all this was beneficial to me i learned a lot hope you guys learned a lot and protect your business, protect your digital assets, protect yourself mm-hmm. as you, you know, grow your platform and, and grow your business. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Like he said, better protect yourself. Yes, we did focus it on podcasts, but this applies to various components. Like he mentioned, a lot of people now are entrepreneurs in their own right. So if you're trying to get into any industry outside of just podcasts, even radio, Radio has its own laws and regulations similar to what we explained, TV as well. So if you're going to use somebody's music, make sure that you're protected. Make sure that you understand that that person or those individuals gave the okay, whoever that may be. But make sure you do your research. Research is most important. Number two is getting the contract in place. Number three is getting it out to the the right parties. And number four is getting the response or the okay 
to do the business or use their music, so to speak, in this regard. So that's very important, audience. I hope you guys took the information myself and Daniel provided for you guys today and share it with any individual, share it amongst yourself. Use it as a teaching course for anybody you may know that may be starting a podcast. I know there's a lot of children now. Kids are now starting their own podcasts. Kids are now on YouTube. So make sure if they're using music parents, guardian, older brother, sibling, whoever you may be, teacher, make sure that they understand that they also are liable to themselves up. Because if you think these corporations won't sue a six-year-old, oh, they will. So <laughs> they do not care. Trust me. We just want to better protect all parties involved. That's why we're giving you this information. This episode will be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud for the for the audio aspect and YouTube for the video. This is a Danso pitch. Again, my name is Charles Danso. Thank you guys. My partner over there, business partner is Daniel Goodman. And we want to wish you guys a safe week and see you next episode. Peace. Take care, y'all.